0: Hello, welcome to Moida Podcast with me, Johnny Williams. No intro music, decided against it. Had it all lined up and everything, and I just thought, you know what? No one needs some shit music. Because, you know, you can't... You're not allowed someone, someone's good music, because you've got to pay for, pay for it. i you probably not even allowed, to be honest with you. So then you go on your garage band, whatever and you think, ooh, I'll have this, and it sounds shockingly shite. So, I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to let you hear the field sounds of where I am. You can hear those waves, the birds, and the tourists arriving with their massive jet skis. Anyway, today, on this episode... Is the chat I had with Rebecca Lucy Taylor, who, of course, is self-esteem Brit Award nominee, amongst others. I think she's going to get a few more nods this year now after her phenomenal album, um, which I think was released last year now, Prioritise Pleasure. An incredible follow-up to Compliments, Please, uh, for Lucy. And she's got her credits where well, credits are due because it's another great album from her. the chat I had here was from the venue Yes in Manchester, so thanks to Yes for letting me do that backstage to have a little chat with her next to a fridge, which I think you can hear throughout the whole interview. So here it is, me chatting with Rebecca Lucy Taylor, a.k.a. Self-Esteem. I'm back in venues that I played
1: five or six years ago. So at first it was sort of disheartening, and and now I've got to sort of shake that, um, and I am doing. And it's like the live show now is really different; and it's really
0: fun. It does feel like you're
1: starting again. Yeah, it does because it's quite different. So it's not like it's transferable crowd. Um, people have been really kind, and a lot of people that like Slow Club are, are getting into this. But yeah, it's um, yeah playing new band nights and things. It's it's weird. <laughs> but you, you don't sound anything like slow club no do you you don't think so do you? No, no 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 no. I didn't I so. want to and it's, no. that's been the sort of point but so I am a new act basically but yeah. um, I feel like I've I've missed a few rungs of a ladder certainly but um, the, the way slow club got an audience in the way that we did was we just toured and toured and toured okay. like we never said no to a gig so I'm trying to do self esteem differently and like look after myself a little bit more and and be more selective um, so the fact that we've come and done this tour and all the rooms are full it's like
0: a bit of a relief you know, when you say more selective do you mean in way gig and what you do day to day
1: yeah I mean I still like saying yes to everything but um, touring's really stressful on your body in a way that you kind of don't realise um, even if you're not like drinking and you know it's just the, the travel and the sleeping and stuff that's and and also I I think the first time I sat down with an, my new manager and sort of said I think I'm going to do this solo thing I said like I just don't I want to be a, a sort after ticket in town not just like oh I'll be coming back through in two months anyway so I'll yeah. go then you have to sort of build it and they will come kind of thing I thought and um, potentially that's what's happening but also I do love playing live so I will probably keep saying yes
0: <laughs> how, how different is it then from so it was about 10 years ago So, so yeah yeah yeah. how different is it from starting out then to yeah. say now when you, you know you're on Twitter and all this sort of stuff yeah
1: um, so social media is really I thought this is the other day actually like the main campaign for this record has been via my social media that I've built up over that about 10 years and when Twitter and Instagram stuff first started out, you know it felt really silly yeah. and a waste of time. They and always do at the
0: start that you always think, well, what's the yeah, point of saying that? Yeah, it's embarrassing, isn't
1: it? <laughs> but then now, and certainly in the band, like, I was the only one who had social media really and, and really used it and was a bit, like, frowned upon and, like, um, sort of, like, yeah, I felt a bit like a, a, like a loser or something, but, like, now I'm like, ha, ah, see, <laughs> it, so
0: it is, is good. So, yeah, it used to be more like don't reveal too much in it like a,
1: mm. yeah
0: but actually it's, it can work the opposite kind of, totally think.
1: what I'm finding with this whole process is that like I stayed in my lane in, in slow club I played the role I was meant to which is like pretty girl in the folky band um, don't say too much don't be too much and also that's fine because you can't like everything I ever did in slow club was shared with another person and if that other person doesn't want to you know, he's not going to want to talk about how I feel you know all the time in the songs yeah, well, yeah, yeah. in the songs and just in social media and Sorry. interviews even were really difficult because uh, basically what I'm trying to say is like I found I'm finding trying to do anything that doesn't come naturally kind of drives you crazy so now what comes naturally to me is being quite open and honest yeah. I like that I like people being like that with me um, it's changed my life that I can now truly represent myself and not feel embarrassed by it or like it's a bad thing and yeah like social media is like I mean obviously it's really negative in all these ways but how I use it is like mainly just for lols and then I am finding people go I think it's like a companion piece to the album you go oh I really, you know get. you get to sort of it's not me I'm give, letting you get to know, it's just like the ideas I'm saying you get to know and those ideas potentially might make you feel better about yourself and your life and yeah. that's a really nice thing.
0: Yeah, on your Instagram as well, you put notes. Mm-hmm. Are they possibly future lyrics or are they yeah I,
1: thoughts? I, They're always thoughts and they always were and then I'd sort of thought of them as poems really and then... They are if I'm so how I write songs is sort of like a burst of um, melody with a lyric is usually what comes just out with no with no accompaniment, and then the minute I sort of hit a, a brick wall, I go i <laughs> I just check my notes, and I'm usually a little sort of mine that or, yeah. or augment an idea that I've already started there in, into a lyric, and that's nice too because if you, I wouldn't I wonder if people from following me have remembered things that I know, did in notes. That are on the album, and you know, I don't. If I sat here and was like, "I'm going to write a song now," can't do it. Like it won't happen like right. I, I just have to wait yeah. until it comes. Often I wake up with stuff in my head. It's lyrics do come first, but it's always with a melody yeah. attached. Even and it might just be one bar, <laughs> and then you have to. It's like a, and then it's. It feels like a sort of puzzle, and I
0: try and solve the puzzle, which is the rest of the song. There's so many hooks in your album. It's, it's a brilliant album. And do you know what? It sounds like nothing else I am listening to or in my collection or whatever. So mm-hmm. you, you said a minute ago, like you playing a role. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you feel like it was you playing second fiddle music, um, musical wise?
1: Yeah, I mean it's weird because I, when we started Slow Club, I I just wanted to be an actress. I didn't even write songs, and. Um, but I played the drums and I wanted to perform, and i would had like a band in high school, and we did like Damien Rice covers. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <coughs> so I, I just slotted in, and I was happy to sing backing vocals and not write the songs. And then, you know, it changed. You know, that's the first turning point in my life was I, I sort of started to write a song, and Charles was, was like, oh, that's good, and then we went from there and created a bit of a monster because then I wanted to. Right all the time and it took a long time for me to know how to fit into what he wanted for the band so I sort of pushed against it for a few years and then album three we toured with Mumford and the Sons in America and like a couple of my a couple of songs that of mine I could, I could tell made made sense to a like those huge audiences and i was like i'm just gonna play some strengths here and write these sort of like soul based torch songs um which i still love to write but they didn't fully represent me that was me like writing to a spec and the spec was the slow club spec and like i'm very proud of it and i love it and no one made me do that i'm just like i'm i'm a bit like my brain just grows really really fast and i i'm like what's going to be the best thing to do in this situation right now? And I was like, fit in and <laughs> um, please everyone. <laughs> and then I did that. So this self-esteem is the fact that people like it. And it's and like people like yourself say, like it doesn't sound like anything else and things like that. That's like so amazing because all I needed to do was just sort of like clear myself out of what I wanted to make. Like my main problem in my life now is this disappointment that I get that I'm not bigger than I am or something and that's based in like futureness. so I'm like well I've done the album everyone really likes it it's reviewed well but I'm not you know I'm still in Newcastle think tank tonight and it's a bit shit so it's like not that the venue's shit but it's small you know but inst- instead of like thinking I've created this thing that I'm so happy with and I'm surrounded by people who are brilliant and there's people here who want to see me play I'm just thinking like oh I wish this venue was bigger and there were more people here yeah. so when people go you, this should be bigger you are you should be you're you're amazing it feels like I'm wasting my life or something because I'm not as big as I should be and it's just so unhealthy for your head and it's ruined my personality yeah. <laughs> Um and it's like an almighty job to make myself... push myself back to to feeling happy with where I'm at.
0: But it's, it's other people's problem, isn't it? Like Yeah, they, yeah. It's them that isn't seeing something because they're saying, well, I need to see you.
1: Yeah, yeah. The telly thing is funny, especially with comedians. I know, like, a few comedians there. Like, they quit before they get any joy from it because... It, why do you do it anyway? It's not to be on the telly, it's because no. it's expression, like... Yeah. And, that, I mean, it's worldwide and everyone's bothered by it, but I think in the UK especially, it's, like... And it is an X-Factor thing, I think, and it is, like, the telly, and yeah. it, it ruined it a bit. Like last night, this, this guy supported us, and he's, like... He must have been, like, 16... And his band and his music was like Maroon 5 kind of like process pop. And he was brilliant. He was like a total showman. And they did mash-ups. It was like, we were a bit like... we um. didn't have a choice in this then? No, well, the, see, it did actually teach me a lesson because my manager's always like, who do you want to support? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't. <laughs> Just as long as they're like, le- they don't come in the dressing room, I don't yeah. care. But I realised last night, like, that was not a good fit because it was, we were coming at this industry from very different... Angles and my joke last night was I was like he will make so much more money than I will make like he will <laughs> literally go on the X Factor <laughs> and yeah, yeah. he'll be he he'll be famous that kid next year. What
0: well, was saying, shit works? <laughs> is what <you're> saying? Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, because he was very good. at... I, lo- I love I love little mix like they're like my go to thing to listen to. It's like I'm not adverse to processed stuff, but um, yeah. just I think what I'm getting at is. Sure, a little bit of me did this and thought, "What if my, you know, what if I'm globally huge after this?" And I'm not, and I've got to find a way to live with that and be all right with it. And I actually am, because of the art of it. So it's like, if I bring back to the, why do I do it? I do it because I love to write some songs and I love to like plan what we're going to look like and I love to write video treatments and like all the stuff I love. I'm so lucky I get to do that. I just just remember that like uh, and so it's a specific type of anger that I get when someone you know it's like people from back home are like when are you going to go on X Factor and
0: yeah we haven't seen you on something yeah can you let us know oh people don't think I'm
1: successful and I'm like I'm really successful like I've totally nailed it like you're
0: making a living
1: yeah I've never had a real job like I'm so lucky like but is that a culture thing is it like what is it, it, the difference in the knowledge of the world or something is it uh, like people who only watch the TV and that's that's the only success yeah. happens there for them I don't know
0: yeah because most it'd be the same with comedy most musicians comedians or artists well that are earning money and make a living like know you don't know it. yeah they're just about every week yeah. doing their thing and
1: like the best stuff I see isn't massively
0: successful. Yeah, well, well you know, a... money's
1: nice. So. Well
0: yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but also, your album—I can't imagine them being hammered out in a with a massive crowd and all that sort of stuff. So I get what you, I know he's, where you're coming from. Like. Um, Yep. What, what, what do you reckon with things like Spotify yeah. is it um, a good thing if I listen to your album on Spotify
1: do you like yeah, it yeah but it's a good thing now now in a different way like Spotify what didn't exist when I first was making music in the music industry it's like so weird like me and Charles got into the music industry literally the moment it crashed and like all the cash went <laughs> like yeah. it I'm quite fascinated with that era actually that like because we were, we were we would tour with this band called Tiny Dancers who'd got a Absolutely huge record deal. Like the advance was thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, and I remember thinking like, "Well, that's going to happen to us." And it was, and that you know, five years early would have happened to us. But there was nothing left because there's no one bought records anymore. Instantly, there's no. So I'm sort of grateful that we we was so young and so excited to be doing it that it didn't feel pointless. I can imagine now it being quite starting completely now it, the idea that your Instagram following and how many streams you've had is your only ticket to like get festival bookings like that's mm. like gross but it's true and yeah because
0: you always imagine someone would take care of that like yeah. you, you'll get booked yeah. and make money because someone will save yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. So. but even now like they're like the streams need to be bigger for self-esteem I've got like barely any festival bookings because no matter how good the show is and how good the reviews are festival bookers aren't looking at any of that they're looking at how many streams I've got. Or followers. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, another thing I have to remember to not get down in the dumps about, because... Like, fuck him. Like, um, I really do mean this. Like, my day-to-day life is so improved, like, exponentially to what it was before, that, like, I'm happy to be like this forever, even if it doesn't get any bigger than this. But mm-hmm. I get to do it. Yeah. I'm thrilled to bit So, I get... I've got these dreams of being, you know, on red carpets and shit like that, but actually, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but about, the, you know, like, you do the gig in the night, like, you don't have like quarter past nine at night, mm-hmm. and you do the odd thing like this, but then you have to sort of mooch around town and all that, which yeah. all right in Manchester, but is that an all right life? Do,
1: I mm, yeah, I mean, that's what was the bad thing for me in Slow Club, um, that sort of, like, 4pm till 10pm like no to do especially like if we're not staying in hotels like that was where the bad stuff would creep in for me mentally and I would drink loads and yeah it's it's really like mentally strange touring um yeah but since then I started writing like script things um for like I'm trying I'm developing two different musicals (laughs) stage musicals yeah 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 (laughs) Um both things I would have never dared do in the band because that's like not cool. Um so stuff like that, I I'm reapproaching my time management now and going like, well you've got this time, go and find a cafe, put your headphones on and do some work that you can send in to your agent and then you that's not been a waste of time. Like I just realizing any time that I can use wisely now. I think it's just growing up as well, I'm like
0: Yeah.
1: So it's rubbish, but it's only rubbish when you let yourself get bored or let yourself misbehave in ways that, like, aren't good for you.
0: you, You're based in London?
1: Yeah, I am now, yeah.
0: Is that a good thing? Yeah, I love it, yeah.
1: But same again for this, like, basically when Slow Club was winding down, I just went, like, every idea I've ever wanted to do, I just started doing it, and, like, no one was paying me to do anything. I think that's another... Good bit of advice is a lot of people don't want to create things unless they've been commissioned or they're being paid. Or, but, and I was lucky because I guess there was local money to live off. But yeah, I just threw everything at the wall, <laughs> and a few things stuck. I'm just realizing that the way my brain works, I just need to constantly be working because, like, boredom and I mean, I don't relax. Like,
0: <laughs> you said somewhere. Uh- like you've you've had this album and you've been since you were little Mm -hmm. in what way do you mean that?
1: just something that feels like this and sonically is beat driven and that you can dance to that feels euphoric that feels emotional and confessional and I I, I keep saying this in interviews but there's so much music now Yeah, it kind of doesn't need to be anymore there's enough, (laughs) And what I find so much with new bands is it's so nostalgic and they're just obsessed with recreating studio sounds that we've got, you know, we've got the James Brown records, we don't need you to do that again. Like, so I look at it as if you're going to do something, it needs to say something really important or like inspiring, like it or there's such a place still for like absolute beauty and euphoria like I say this as well like I want people to walk up escalators listening to my music and they they walk in time to it and they just feel brilliant for even like two minutes Mm -hmm. like there's a point in making that (laughs) and there's a point in doing something genuinely new but I actually think that's impossible now I don't think there's any more new things to make
0: yeah, but it's your voice, you see, So yeah, that's always going to be yours. People keep
1: saying that, but I, I struggle saying. Think, I, I genuinely am like, for as confident as I am, I'm like, I'm no different to anyone. Like, it's hard for me to be like, it's very important that you hear my voice, <laughs> but I sk- still do it. So I guess somewhere subconsciously, I'm like thinking that. But um, yeah. but yeah, so I, and I felt like that in Slow Club when I, you know, it. It was hard to make sure it ticked one of those boxes when it wasn't my only up to me Are
0: you glad it all happened yeah is, that, yeah. is it like a good sort of work experience is that how you say it? I think
1: so I think like people keep saying that the show is really slick and polished and things like that and I'm like I think that comes from the years and years and years and years, and years of learning how to treat an audience or something yeah. and I think there's there is a certain amount of confidence I've got that I don't realize I've got from years of touring and I mean, we just played some pissed chatting I've played every type of crowd and learned how to adapt to them yeah, on but I do wish I'd done this a little bit sooner I think I knew after album three that it was time for me to, to do something where I was in charge but like anything you stay in things longer than you should don't you
0: yeah but as a listener I, I see and uh, I kind of think well you are, it was inevitable that you would be a solo yeah, it, looks, yeah. it seems it didn't, it didn't seem... feel like
1: that it felt a huge I mean it still feels awkward and emotional and I didn't possibly didn't handle it well
0: do you, still, do you still like your band having a band and sort of feel like it's a group
1: yeah but I mean what's really blowing my mind is the guys you'll see tonight they're all so incredible but they sort of listen to what I want and they don't make me feel bad about it. And they respect it and do it. And I guess that's because they're getting paid by me, <laughs> essentially. But also it doesn't feel bad. And as a woman, it's, like, literally impossible to demand anything without that being negative. The language that's been used about me for years of being a diva or difficult, I mean, that that's in my bones. Like, it makes me feel sick because I'm actually, like... A people pleaser, and I really want like yeah, yeah, yeah. I I always come sort of second in a in an argument or something because I'm just like I just want it to start But I when do. Where does that come,
0: when's the diva label? Like, why do people say that? Well, well, like it's always women.
1: Yeah, I made a decision before I did this. I was like, you're going to get called difficult. You're going to get called a diva. You're going to get called all these names. And I thought, well, but I know I'm not. So, but even now I'm looking at like. Lily Allen, right? I don't like dig her music at all, but like years have been like really indifferent towards her, and like my mom's like, "Oh, that Lily Allen," you know? What I mean, but it's like actually, if you actually look what she's been doing, she's been doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. She's just being herself, and just she's, she's a woman. Yeah. She's a woman, so yeah. that's not allowed. It's like the, but when the it's rage. It's
0: funny if it's Liam Gallagher, it's exactly funny, isn't that,
1: it? yeah. exactly. And I don't think in my lifetime that's really going to change too much, but. I don't know it's still harder for me to get what I want than it would be a guy in this situation but it's certainly like about who you surround yourself with so now like all my team are people that just naturally are equal minded and it's no biggie to them that I'm a woman and I'm saying can you do this can you wear this you know it's fine with them Yeah. yeah but I'm also you know also you've got to be kind and I want everyone to be happy and comfortable but uh, that's like a massive piece of advice I guess I have now is be really eloquent about what it is you want, and I think for years in in Slow Club I was like maybe like this or maybe like that, and, and if you put your maybes and your not sure's and into things, people can mold that into what they want. Whereas now I'm like just very straightforward, say what I need and what I want, and uh, I mean I want to just like level up from here. Like I feel I still want it to feel. I mean, those crowds aren't dancing like I want them to yet. So I think I'm going to... I'm going to start writing, actually, in April. So um, I want to go like more... Like where in, in Time and Girl Crush on the record, Like that's more where I want to go with the next one um, and make it more of a sort of high-energy record. But I don't know who I'll make it with or any of those things. And I kind of want to take this to Europe and America and play a bit more.
0: The last song on the track yeah who's that?
1: that's me yeah but tuned down yeah yeah
0: it just doesn't sound like yeah
1: yeah yeah I got really into tuning things up or down like throughout the record a lot of the vocal stuff is either me tuned up or down it's just like fun but like sounds a bit weird and Kanye does it so that's I was like I wanted to (laughs) but um, yeah that last one is uh, it's just me and an acoustic guitar it sounded like a slow club song could have been on a slow club record and I was like we need to fuck with that so it doesn't sound like sort of like slow club pleasing yeah. you know I'm trying to please like at the very end like mm, it's still me like I don't want it to feel like that because this is me yeah. um, and it's just on a phone and we were like oh. we were going to add all sorts to it and then we tuned it down I was like that's it just don't don't touch it
0: it's a brilliant end because you got like this really well produced piece and then that yeah. at the end, and I don't, I, you know, don't make me think of Silver Pistols. Well. Really yeah. I thought, a brilliant end to an album. I had yeah. It started, I was always well mm. there. The, is the Lady in Taxi? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Taxi driver. You're saying Uber driver in LA Uber. I had like years ago. Yeah.
0: No, we had to
1: find her, like, because <laughs> we needed her to sign a release form. It was kind of stressful and it was almost not going to be able to be put in a, We paid her, like, quite a lot of money. Really? <laughs> yeah. But she was great because she was a singer and that's why she, she was giving me all this amazing advice. Right. And so I, when she was like, I want to be paid, like, X amount of money, I was like, too right, yeah. No, yeah. So I respect that, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: There we go. That was Self Esteem. Rebecca Lucy Taylor. Thanks to Rebecca for that. Get her album or... Stream it or do whatever you want with it. It is called Prioritize Pleasure. Another brilliant album. It's had brilliant singles off it, which have rightly been played on Six Music and Radio 2 and all those places. Uh, fantastic videos to it too, which she directed. So I'll put the links to them in the show notes and uh, you can have a little look. So thanks for listening. Thanks to Rebecca for that. See you next time that